Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome! We're glad you're here. For this week's message, which was originally given on April 11th, 2021, friend of the CVUU, Debbie Kyler, delivers a message called Humans and the Secret Life of Trees. I have loved trees all my life, spending time in and on them as a child, planting them throughout my life, feeling like I lost a family member whenever I see a tree being cut down. They have always been necessary in my life. I know that trees and humans are made up of the same major elements, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, with a few differences. Judging my surroundings has always been influenced by the absence or the presence of trees. I have saved trees that others thought I was crazy not to just cut down. But I could see the worth of the tree beyond the aesthetics. If nothing else, it was habitat for wildlife. Trees have always been on my radar. I feel at home near trees. When I first thought about this topic about uh, trees and humans, I thought of uh, the comparison of the three parts of the tree, the canopy, the trunk, and the root system. So with the tree's canopy, thinking of the canopy reaching out, stretching, stretching, to position its branches and leaves in the best place to absorb the sun's rays for photosynthesis. This helps the tree be the best it can be. The photosynthesis takes energy from the sun, makes it into life-giving, usable energy to sustain the tree. And then I thought about our humans' canopy. Um, Our canopy, I thought, is whatever we do in life, what we create in life. We might be a teacher, we might volunteer at the food bank, we might raise children, or we might even raise our grandchildren, (laughs) work with social justice organizations. It's kind of like how we spread ourselves out into the spaces in our life that makes us flourish. It makes our life as humans better. It's the part of our lives that is visible to others, just like the tree's canopy is visible to us. The tree canopy is home to all sorts of critters, birds, squirrels, primates, snakes, and others. We humans also make homes for the critters in our lives and whatever we create in our canopy. And then we have the trunk. The tree's trunk connects the top and the bottom. It grows wider and wider each year, housing the pathways or the veins that transport the tree's life energy back and forth between the canopy and the roots. In humans, our physical body is like the tree's trunk growing wider each year. And that's supposed to be a joke. (laughs) Um, Just like the tree. Housing the arteries and veins that circulate the life-giving nutrients needed for us to survive. 
The human body being the physical connection between what we do in life or our canopy and the root system. So the tree's hidden root system, um, it's underground, it's out of sight, sometimes spreading more than three times the size of the canopy. This is where the trees do things we humans can't see, like absorb water and nutrients which affect the health of the tree. And it connects uh, with the beneficial microbes in the soil. More about the root system later. For humans, I thought about the hidden feelings and emotions that can't always be seen. Love, forgiveness, resentment, endearment, anger, fear. Some may argue that these are visible in the way that they manifest in our body or our trunk. But this is just scratching the surface. Can we just think for a moment that humans and trees are connected and dependent on each other? Now, for some or maybe many of you, this is a no-brainer. As I was preparing for this talk, a couple of books appeared to me by the way of a friend and the media. The first book is The Hidden Life of Trees by Pita Voileban. Um, the second book is The Overstory by Richard Powers. So the first book I got read all the way through, the second book I'm, I'm just starting. But in the hidden book, in the hidden life of trees, the author, who has been a forester for decades, shares his wisdom about trees. And I say wisdom rather than knowledge because I think of them differently. I think of knowledge um, as something we learn from a book or from schooling. But wisdom, I believe, is something we gain at a totally different level through experience, immersion, and paying attention. Voileben has certainly had many years of immersion in forests, both old growth and what he calls plantation forests or the new ones. So let's go back to the root system of the trees. Besides water and macronutrients, trees share and benefit from communication through their root system between each other. Fungi, nutritional support for nearby saplings and stumps, yes, stumps, <laughs> which can survive long after the trunk and canopy are gone. And I, I, it was funny, on my way to the uh, church today, I went past a sign in the roundabout that said uh, stump removal. I mean, you could call a number and I just thought, oh, that's kind of funny since I'm giving this talk today. Um, trees can also let nearby trees know of danger by letting off smells and aromas that can offend an oncoming colony of hungry pests. The messages are transported via the root system of the fungi known as the mycorrhizal system to the nearby trees. Forest managers call this the wood wide web. It was documented in scientific journals around 1992. It's like the intricate connections that the neurons make in our brain circuitry. The root system has been referred to as the brains of the tree. In old growth diverse forests, trees can use this web easily, especially if it has been undisturbed. In monocropped newly planted forests after logging or clear cutting, the newly planted trees have 
a more difficult time getting this wood wide web established. This results in less communication between the trees and ultimately less ability for survival from diseases and pests that can jeopardize the trees. Trees also have a different life cycle than us humans. A tree can exist for thousands of years if left to thrive in an old growth forest. The modern forestry industry would like us to believe that trees are good for maybe 80 years when they reach their quote unquote peak market value. A tall old mother tree reaching high into the diverse canopy of the forest will nourish through the root system small seedlings near her trunk, which do not get much of the sun. This keeps them alive until the mother tree is at the end of her life. She falls, leaves a gap in the canopy, the saplings head for the light. Then the large tree or the mother tree is on the ground starts benefiting all the fungi, beetles, insects, and microorganisms as she heads for a life of humus. And as we know, humus, which smells wonderful, <laughs> benefits all the trees around. So <clears throat> are humans and trees alike? Are we connected? Do we depend on each other? Trees act as a community, helping each other out whether they are the same tree species or not. They don't care. If the tree's nearby, they communicate. As long as they are in the same vicinity, they support each other. Think of how this works in our human communities. Some communities do this better than others. The UU Covenant encourages its members to live like trees in community. So what do trees do for humans? <clears throat> the releasing of moisture that trees do, known as transpiration, is directly connected to the moisture in the Earth's atmosphere and our rain and our weather patterns. We depend on trees to keep recycling this moisture on our planet. Trees also release medicinal aromatics that directly benefit our human immune system. The ancient Japanese tradition of forest bathing is done for this very reason. Being immersed in trees is beneficial for humans. Believers in forest bathing say that it softens the concrete experience of the city, but also many antibiotic and anti-carcinogenic compounds are found in the trees output in the forest. Trees roots also hold the soil beneath them to prevent erosion. Trees also provide humans with medicines. We sometimes forget the pill we're popping came from the forest. Uh, shade from the hot sun, fruit to nourish our bodies, paper for books and napkins. Um, and I always remind my teenager when he's uh, using a paper napkin from a fast food joint, I always say that used to be a tree. <laughs> Beauty of the fall colors, lumber to build our homes, providing a site for a tree house, firewood for keeping us warm or sitting around and um, communing with friends and family. Again, moisture for our atmosphere. And trees inhale carbon dioxide and exhale oxygen. And I'm sure um, there are some of you who think of more things that trees do for humans.
So what do humans do for trees? <laughs> well, we plant them, we water them, we trim them, we save them, but we also cut them down when they're in the way. I drove past the city golf course the other day and I saw a huge pile of large tree trunks. In front of this site was a sign that read, New Family Townhouses. Someone made the decision that these old growth trees were not as important as the investment in building a new structure. All I could think of was those now, those other nearby old trees have lost part of their communication system. And we have lost part of our flow of moisture in our environment, however small those few trees contributed. The birds and squirrels have also lost some habitat. Now, some people call me a tree hugger. And if you don't believe me, I have a decal to prove it. <laughs> if you can see that, I hope it's not backwards. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I'm not only looking at the situation from the tree, I tend to look at it from how it benefits both humans and the planet, the planet that we get from trees. So <clears throat> I used to plant trees for myself, beautiful fall colors, the shade it will provide, and for animal habitat. Now I plant trees for our future generations <clears throat> and for the community they create. Throughout my life, as I've enjoyed trees, it never occurred to me that someone else planted those trees that I was enjoying, <clears throat> or that some little critter helped to spread the seed in its own special way. Have you hugged a tree today? So my message to everyone is ask not what a tree can do for you, but what you can do for a tree. Our planet will be a better place Humans and trees need each other. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.